This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of your fashion. G'day, Dr. Carl here. Urban myths have been around for centuries. And there's even sciencey versions. What's all this then? In a classic, a physics student is asked to measure the height of a building with a barometer. The student gave a bunch of answers that were way off track, but still correct. For example, the student said you'd go to the top of the building, tie the barometer onto a piece of string, lower the string until the barometer gently touched the ground, and then pull the string back up and measure how long it was. Or you'd go to the emergency stairwell and simply mark out with a marking pen the height of the barometer and keep on repeating this until you got to the top of the building and then simply multiply the number of barometer marks by the height of the barometer. Or you could tie the barometer to a very long string so that it almost reached the ground and then start swinging the barometer left to right to make a giant pendulum. A well-known formula converts the time of the swing into the length of the string, which gives you the height of the building. You get the idea. Accurate, but not based on expectations that they would work from the fact that the air pressure at altitude is lower than the air pressure at ground level. The research teams opted for none of these formulae. Instead, they organised a work schedule which rotated according to phased delays, which kept the whole rotational cycle within the 25-hour limit. Now, a Reader's Digest treasury of wit and humour way back in 1958 tells one of the earliest versions of this story. The eccentric student has often been claimed, without any proof, to be the 1922 Nobel Prize winner in physics, Niels Bohr. In 2020, French and Italian physicists wrote a paper entitled 61 Ways to Measure the Height of a Building with a Smartphone. But work, of course, at least in our industrial society, has to go on. This opened up a whole bunch of extra methods of measuring because the modern smartphone has so many internal sensors. Besides a barometer, it also has GPS, an accelerometer, a gyroscope, a magnetometer and a light sensor in addition to the more familiar microphone and camera. A smartphone is so much more up-to-date than a barometer. These multiple extrasensors allowed the students to come up with 61 technically correct methods incorporating many different fields. Fields such as mechanics, magnetism, optics and even relativity. One student suggested that you start the super accurate internal clock at the same time as you throw the smartphone from the top of the building. By interrogating the accelerometer, once the phone had smashed into the ground, they could work out how long it took to fall, and from that, the height of the building. Other variations on this free-fall method involved timing by either video or audio recording. And a variation on this theme 
was to measure the velocity just before the smartphone hit the ground, either by video or Doppler analysis. Yet another method involved geometry and similar triangles. You set the phone vertically in sunlight, and at the same instant, measure the length of the shadow of both the phone and the building, and this would easily give you the height of the building. Now, going to the pendulum method, the array of sensors on the smartphone allowed another seven methods, besides timing the swing with the clock. They involved video analysis and audio analysis, as well as using the accelerometer, the gyroscope, the magnetometer, the light sensor, or the proximity sensor. Mind you, using the combination of the internal accelerometer and the pendulum method gave them a height of 0 metres instead of 15 metres. What I loved about this paper is what the physicists did. They actually carried out 46 of the 61 suggested experiments. They couldn't do some of them because they didn't have everything required or due to simple technical hitches. Now, not all of the answers were useful. For example, the Earth has a magnetic field which varies depending on how high you are above the ground. So yes, the magnetometer did give an answer for the height of the building, but instead of 15 metres it gave a height of somewhere between 700 and 900 kilometres. This is way beyond any acceptable margin of error. Oh, oh there's, a oh. Big, there's a big one. An even more sophisticated method, using time dilation from general relativity, you know, caused by the lesser gravity at the top of the building, well, that did work, kind of, you see, it gave the height of the building to be somewhere between, wait for it, minus 3 million kilometres and plus 3 million kilometres. Wow. Oh. oh. Now, the physicists did point out in their paper that, and I quote, on average, the simpler the method, the more precise the results. Number 61 was the simplest and most precise. Use the stupid smartphone to ring the architect and ask them the height of the building. However, it reminds us that in this day of innovation, the old-fashioned barometer can't handle the pressure anymore. Can you hear me? I'm inside the ABC at the moment. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.